Welcome to Tuesday's Lori and Julia here on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment, streaming at MyTalk1071.com. We're also on the My Talk app. Yes, for those playing the home game, it is Tuesday, not Monday. It is May 26th. Lori and Julia are here, ready to have a fresh three-hour program for you. Full of goodness knows what. I know. That weekend could have gone on just a little bit longer. I feel I know. (laughs) It was just kind of nice to have like just the the three day and then my gosh wake up to the most distressing news about what happened in minneapolis yesterday that is trending all around the world about that guy as it should yeah and, and basically getting murdered yep yeah those four cops were uh all fired Mm-hmm. Today there were four. I only saw two of them on the news. Wow! Okay. In the video. So anyway, that was like I mean, Gail King between that and the the Karen in Central Park uh, yelling at the guy, she just seemed like she there was, was a just... woman in Central Park yelling at a man, man, because the man asked her to put her dog, dog on a leash, leash. In, just... a, in a leash area. This is one thing that was crazy. Gail King's reaction was, "I'm a mother. I'm a daughter from of a black man and the mother of a black son." Uh-huh. And it's really this is so just just so distressful. disturbing. I talked to two friends thinking what it would be like to be a parent of a black son yeah. and have that constant worry. Yeah, and you got to have that conversation. I had a conversation with Shaletta on uh, Twitter, and she's like, "Yeah, this conversation that." We, we, that we have with her, you know. That's distressing, Laurie. It was a distressing uh, thing that happened, and we did all have our three-day weekend. I think enjoyed it, I think, didn't we? Oh, I my I gosh. Yeah. I had a great time. It, yeah. was, it was so nice up north. Julia, always this, is. This is the way it always is. Minnesota. It is nice north of Hinkley. Yep. And rainy south. It was so, it was just really a fun weekend at the cabin, I got to admit. Yeah. Until, you know, then the boat broke. Oh, dear. And that's always interesting. <laughs> I mean, we had sun. I mean, there were, it was like surprisingly nicer than we thought every day. I it thought was, it was way nice. I thought it was supposed to rain all weekend yeah, or something. It, it was really, nice. It really didn't do that. I mean, did you get outside, Holly? Did you do anything? No, oh, yeah. I got outside for a lot of walks. Yeah. Did get caught in the rain on Saturday, but it was just like, well, whatever. Whatever. Fine. I'm not going to Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I did the old, uh, you know, go to a garage, go to a deck, go to another deck to sit outside, you know, because that's all you can do. New code for bar. Yeah. Concert. Right. Put out a loudspeaker. (sighs) Stevie Nicks is 72 today and uh, Lenny Kravitz is 56. Oh. And uh, Holly posted, uh, you know, look back at her greatest songs and greatest fashion moments. But my favorite uh, tweet about Stevie Nicks I saw was she is the original bad girl. She got her ex to sing and play guitar on songs about him being an a-hole. <laughs> That's awesome. Of course, talking about uh, Lindsay Buckingham. Lindsay Buckingham. Yep. That's awesome. Good for her. And uh, here is just some good news stories uh, just to share. Matthew McConaughey and his wife hit the road this weekend in um, Texas and they delivered 110,000 face masks to hospitals in rural Texas. Wonderful. And then Ralph Lauren, who's, uh, he's already, like, he donated real early. He bought uh, 250,000 masks and 25,000 gowns and gave $10 million. But now he, over the weekend, donated um, 1.5 million items of clothing to go to frontline workers. So it's 
Ralph Lauren loungewear, sweatshirts, sweatpants, nice. tees, and Kinda sweaters. Like, like yeah. what Old Navy did for all the kids. Well, yes. Listen, it, if you had money and you wanted to shop, this is the time to do it because the discounts. I mean, people haven't been buying clothes. No, and nothing. Shoes. Electric fetus reopens tomorrow. Oh, they do. I mean, it has really been. Yeah. Um, uh, there hasn't been a lot of shopping, so no. there's a lot of discounted stuff ha- happening. There is, and um, do you remember we talked with our uh, author about the woman with the uh, women with silver wings about the women Air Force Civil Patrol in World War II on Thursday? The female pilots, the, the female wasps. pilots, and the C- Civil Air Patrol. So, reading the obituaries on Sunday, and oh my gosh, there's, there's really a lot. I know. I. Um, but I believe uh, Harriet uh, Harriet Toby Annette Betzold passed away at the age of ninety five. She's born and raised on a farm in Hutchinson, and she was a volunteer with the Civil Air Patrol during World War Two. Wow! Yeah, so I'm not sure. I can't remember if her name was in the book, but she was a longtime board member of the Eloise Butler Wildflower Garden and. She had leadership roles in Boys and Girl Scouts. So she was 95. And um, uh, it doesn't say whether or not she passed away of the COVID. But um, um, anyway, it was just kind of a sweet. I just said, oh, you know, because mm-hmm. there's not too many people left. And then this this obituary just made me laugh. Um, Harry Paul Gerlstrom. And this was in... Sundays and it says he's 96 years old he passed away a couple weeks ago and says Paul lived an incredible life he grew up across the street from Al Capone he was kicked off the squash courts of the University of Chicago when the Manhattan Project was trying to split an atom and on his 18th birthday in 1941 Pearl Harbor was bombed and he enlisted in the army the next day he was a medic in Patton's uh Army and the engineering division and his squad was one of the first to enter the Dachau concentration camp. And he was in clothing manufacturing manufacturing for most of his career. And he enjoyed tennis, boating, sailing, reading, and water skiing. Nice. <laughs> but just all those little mm-hmm. details. You yeah. know, he lived across the street from Al Capone. Anyway, just You know, back to the wasps, um, the the women, you know, that were um flying the planes in World War II um, tomorrow on TPT Minnesota. If you want to tape, if you want to tape it tomorrow on TPT Minnesota um, at 5 a.m. Is this the Karen Wall? No, this is Betty Wall. Betty Wall, excuse me. Girls Don't Fly, and it is honoring her and the Wasp, and it's supposed to be just wonderful. So it's like at 5 a.m., 11 a.m., 5 p.m., and 11 p.m. Tomorrow the 27th? Yes. Gosh, where did the dates go? Yes, Julia. But that's on TPT. I'm going to tape that because I think that's going to be really, really cool. Well, the New York Times yesterday, the entire the front page was they dedicated to everybody who died during COVID. That was only a thousand names. Mm-hmm. Is that it? That's uh, all it was. More was a thousand of the. It was really a just you're like whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bits are thick. I will say that. I've, yeah. They are, mm-hmm. and I'm going to punch in the face the next time anyone says to me, well, it's just a bunch of old people that are dying. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, are you ready to put up your old person? Because I'm not ready to put up my mom or dad mm-hmm. or your mom. Or Well, and it's apparently not up? true. And it's not it's true. It's just not true. Yeah. Why do people say that? To well. make themselves feel better or to not be as scared? I Or just ignorant? I have no idea. 
I mean, all it, of the above. It, it could be all of the above. It could just, I, there are a lot of things that we cannot psychoanalyze uh, in 30 seconds. No, we really can't. <laughs> all right, listen, when we come back, it is our story we can't get enough of. And I have to, uh, I have to thank the Mutti for um, doing some producing work for oh, us over the weekend. Very nice. Yeah, we'll okay. be right back. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Tuesday, May 26th. Yesterday, I had to tell my husband three times what date it was. It's hard to remember, Lori. I'm like, it's Memorial Day. You know? It was earlier this year. But he's lost all track of days. Why should he remember? Nothing changes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, so, anyway, my mom um, sends me this funny uh, text on... Um, Saturday morning, and I'm doing some, you know, keeping my eyes out, doing having producer eyes since you don't have Donnie anymore. And she goes, I sent you something. Um, take a look at it. It's something very exciting that Elvis has got uh, option. I open up my messages and I am faced with this bedazzled jock strap mm-hmm. uh, that Elvis Presley uh, supposedly wore under his jumpsuits. Now, I've been Serious? to Graceland, and I've seen those pictures of him in his jumpsuit. You would think the knobby rhinestones shown would on have... the front would have shown, because yeah. it's, it's got Swarovski crystals on the front of it. Is it silver with Swarovski? Yeah, and then his initials, EP, and it's for Churro Sports, and it is, in fact, a jockstrap, and... So you can own the the king of all cups later this month when this bedazzled jockstrap goes up for auction. It was made by a fan. And now the auction company is saying that it was worn by Presley for years. It was not. Um, but I'm sure he liked it. Is expected to go maybe for $40,000, you So guys. are they saying he actually had this in his possession? Yes. Oh, it was he in did? his position. It's ex- here's what the Paul Frazier collectibles, and it's part of the Elvis Presley Museum collection being sold by this company. It's extravagant, sexually <laughs> potent. This rhinestone studded jockstrap is pure Elvis. I'm sure the new owner won't be able to resist wearing it out on a Saturday night. Over the Elvis jeans. magic will work wonders. This is a rare opportunity to own an intimate piece of Elvis Presley memorabilia. That's just, that is funny. That <laughs> is funny. My mom and I, I mean, this just shows would, you how little there is to talk about. We talked about the jockstrap for probably 15 minutes, wondering which of the jumpsuits could he have worn it under. I said maybe he just wore it in the bedroom as right. sort of a thing. It doesn't seem possible. The tight lycra of a jumpsuit would be, you know. People always wore jock straps back in the day. It looks too clean. Well, I don't believe <laughs> that I mean, this. Just, I don't believe he ever wore it. And it would, oh. Well, I believe he probably maybe wore because it was in his possession. But under a jumpsuit, and those jumpsuits were. It's like football plants. They were just sheer nylon and see-through. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He might have worn something. Anyway, How much we had would you a pay long, for it, Lori? We had a long cup yeah. discussion, which I just... And now what years could he have fit in that? Because it wasn't the last year of his life when he was overweight. Well... This he, is a medium. It's a medium. Oh, all right. You know, and you can wear him kind of a hip... I mean, I've never worn a jock strap, but I've worn a thong. <laughs> I've seen my brothers in them back in the day. I mean, everyone used yeah, to Yeah, I wear saw them. my boyfriend, the hockey yeah, players, wore jocks. That's They're kind of sexy. Briefs, totally. Oh. Everyone wore them. Anyway. 
Well, this is good news. They How do people bid on this, Lori? Where can we? Well, people are going to want to know. I don't want to answer the email, so just tell us. Yeah, I don't know. It goes up later this month. Go to Paul Frazier Collectibles. And just in case you're wondering what those little, you know, bedazzling things are called, they're called diamonels, is what those things are oh, called. Okay. They're not sequins. They're those, they're called diamonels. I never knew that. Oh, fancy. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Yeah, I don't well, know either. D I A M O N E L L E S, diamonels. Probably saying it Good wrong. Good Lord. Not to be confused with the pochette. Do you guys remember what that is from last week? The pochette? Mm-hmm. No. That was a fashion thing we it learned. It was. It was a small, soft evening bag that That's Andre right. Leontelli used to carry. For Anna, Anna Wintour. Wintour. Oh, a pochette. 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 Pochette, yes. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a test later. We are. At okay. the end of the month, we're on the 26th. So if this stuff is going for a sale at the end of the month, there's not much time left if someone really wants to know about it. No, there really isn't. No. So anyway. Lori, Lori's going to frame that. Um, <laughs> wonderful. I, I love that that was your... <laughs> That's fitting that that would be your conversation you'd have with your mother. Saturday morning. Yeah. You know, we were just Very grasping fitting. for things to say from the day before. And it's it, kind of interesting what to talk about. Well, I mean, say? who can say? But my mom has discovered the Daily Mail. Oh, she has. So have my kids. Yeah. yeah. And she kind of likes doing a deep dive uh-huh. into some of it because they do have a lot of stories. There's so many pages that aren't the main pages that just have deep, outrageous, weird things yes. that you can find out about. Um, now, here's I thought I would just share these wise words by James Taylor for... Um, Maybe the people graduating. I think St. Thomas graduated this weekend. They did. And they did it. Maybe they did it like Saturday and Sunday. They split it up because I heard honking and I saw kids in caps and gowns Saturday and Sunday. Kids went to St. Thomas to take pictures of themselves there. Maybe that's it. There was no graduation. No, I know. but there. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. There was something going on because oh. I could hear the honking. Oh, yeah. There was I a lot. Pictures. There were people. So here's James Taylor's um, wise words to the graduates. The three things that will enslave you as an adult. Those were oh, his words. Okay? okay. An addiction, being in debt, and having children before you're ready to settle down and support them. 
Well, and how is this encouraging? How is this? Just, are, just, how are these, just saying, okay, you know. Because you're out of college, you're probably in debt. Probably in debt. Um, don't be having children right away. No. And uh, don't have an addiction. These are the things. These are the wise words. The wise words. It took him to 35 to figure these three things out. So he's trying to save people time. And you can learn, learn it by 21. <laughs> right. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Brett Michaels has written a book, Julia. Really? Yes. Gosh, okay. It's you, called... You were... You, he was your thing. Oh, were you into Rock of Love? Rock of Love. Me. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was such a good show. Um, anyway, so he's written... He's He's got a book out called Brett Michaels' Auto Scrapography, Volume 1. And it says... Maybe taking, maybe taking a shortcut and doing an autobiography by including a strap a scrapbook, so that half of the book is made up of photos. I love which it, which is kind of good. Um, it's, Especially if you don't really want to write much or remember much. Well, he he does. He, I mean, he's giving us mostly stuff about uh, the tour and all of that. You know, they just canceled. They were going to be here like at the end of June. Um, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, and Joan Jett. They were playing. Oh, uh, where were they going to play at? I think it was going to be at U.S. Bay. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. Um. Anyway, the, he's sharing a lot, a lot of stories just about you know, like the time he almost drowned uh, on the <laughs> first tour when they were in Venezuela in 1993. Yes. He, you know, a fa- fans dared him to swim out to a rock and. He got gotten ripped head, you know, so it's for the Brett Michael fan. But I do like uh But you're the Brett Michael fan. Would you want to read this? I I don't need to read this book. Okay. Yeah, I, do I, I can, can look read, at the pictures. I can read the excerpts and I can feel good about that and feel like I'll just get the clips from Did he is he married now to that lady that he was with forever? He married a lady that he met on the last very iteration of Rock of Love. Not sure if they're still married. Okay. Yeah. Not really sure. Okay. About that. Rock of Love. Rock of Love. Now we got You Might Be a Beautician on VH1, hosted by Tony. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. So, Julia, I don't know how much TV watching you did since you were at your cabin. You might have been done doing more outdoor activities or games or that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But um, did you catch the Lance Armstrong? I did. I, that was the one thing that I wanted to watch. And so I kept screaming at who was around me. Be quiet. Be quiet. I want to watch this. I want to watch this. Um, so they had part one this week. Casey and I watched it yep. on Sunday night, and uh, boy, did it get off to a ripper and start with all the bleep yous. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was Ooh. it was kind of unbelievable. It's, and his story is pretty unbelievable because he won seven Tour de France's. He had them all taken away. Right. He was stripped of all titles. He won them after he basically had stage four testicular cancer that I didn't know spread to his brain and his lungs and mm-hmm. his stomach. I didn't know... Couldn't remember that it was that bad. Right. But also, he lied for years about taking performance-enhancing drugs. Because everyone did it. Yeah, here's Came the thing. off like a dink. Did he, he ever? Arrogant. Arrogant as and hell. Did in not, the documentary. It's this, a documentary. It's a 30, 30 for 30. 30 yeah. and, uh, and they usually do a very good job. People love those 30 for 30s on ESPN. I thought it was interesting they did so many interviews with him in a car. In a moving car. Mm-hmm. Like they advise you to talk to teenagers that way. Yes, because so people can... will share more if you're not facing them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was interesting technique that they did a lot of car interviews with him. But Casey was like, uh, before 
that I think it was on on Sunday night. He was going crazy looking up stories about Greg Lamont. Oh, yeah. Because Greg Lamont really is a true champion yes, of the, of the right sport yes. and everything. And hates Lance yes. Armstrong. Yes. So who is Lance Armstrong swearing at at the beginning? Everybody. Everybody. He's basically sharing a story of when he was approached outside of a bar after, you know, he was stripped we of his... We talked about this. Seven yeah. uh, titles, and he said, I, I said to myself, everywhere I go for the rest of my life, people are going to walk up to me and say, bleep you, bleep you, bleep you. And then he ended the story with... He gave the manager of the restaurant his credit card and said, whatever those people who told me to bleep off, I want to buy them dinner. I don't really know what the point of that stupid story was. Well, we had talked about that about two or three years ago, and he was just taken aback at how blatant people were still. I think it was something like that, that he just, he wanted to lash out at them and he was like proud of himself that he didn't. Yeah. So he called them and said, please buy everyone in the restaurant a meal and say it's from me. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's arrogance. Yeah. I, I, I think the thing, it's really weird because, you know, my kids, we would watch this all the time and it just brought back a lot of memories of our family watching it. Mm-hmm. And um, the kids think he's goat. You know, he's just still yeah. not anymore. Eh, sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. Well, everyone else was doing it. And it's just this weird thing about drugging and biking and how it changed so much over the years. No, they saw him for being very arrogant and um he started when he was 21 and i just felt like it it's really it was hard to watch and didn't we bit. have his mom on for her book christine's mom i thought no, no was it we lance's, had lance's we did, mom in like 2006 wow for the book that I she bet wrote we did. because i have something in common with lance i too had a 17 year old mom Right. He didn't you have a dad, are... but he was talking about, you know... We grew up together. That you grew up together. You we... have a lot more leniency. She doesn't put down the rules. They would lie to get him in triathletes and say he was older than he was. So everything was, was always line. lying. It was lying right away yep, at the beginning was, yep. of his career with the age we're gonna, thing. We're just going to pretend I'm that old so I can be in this. No big deal. And then kind of talking about... It was, I think it's fascinating. Yeah, it I was. was. I did, I, it was I'm, fascinating, but fa- I just thought what a dink. It's a great watch if people want to watch it, but at the end, you're just like, what a dink, and is he mad that he got caught? Is he mad that he, um, you know, I, he just felt self-righteous, and I just don't know. Because Greg Lund didn't dope, and he won that two or three times, and he came back from something, like, remember he got shot. He yes, the he, shrapnel, the turkey. He was in a hunting, yes. Yeah. It was, it's interesting, you guys, if you want to watch something. I went to Ibiza this weekend. Who was there? Ibiza. Who was in Ibiza? Ibiza is the television show White Lines. Have you guys watched it on Netflix? No, tell me about that. Well, it's it is. uh, Isn't it about cocaine and stuff? Yes, yes. White Lines, and it's um, but it's filmed. It was filmed in Ibiza. Okay, and it's a hot spot in the summer for the Richies, right? And and Euro European, young European, lot of twenty. You know, it's you can camp there the nightclub scene you know it starts at midnight and goes till five in the morning like iceland yeah kind of like that but it's a 10 episode series and i was talking to a girlfriend of mine and this i'm like okay you tell me one good show and then i'll tell you a show and let's yeah. just see if we can and she's like oh you gotta watch this white lines and then you have to call me when it's over okay to discuss the ending 
So oh, I how do, many episodes? I think I've just, I think Casey and I just watched like three episodes. So it's not reality. It's a scripted television show. It's a scripted. Show. Okay. It's, a, it's, a, it's set in Ibiza, which is beautiful. Oh. Absolutely beautiful. And uh, this gal fought, goes to Ibiza to find out to what happened to her brother 20 years before. Oh. Because he ends up, and you find out in the first minute of the movie, he ends up dead, buried in the desert. Okay. Uh, another place. So she's trying to put together what happened to him. I I recommend I liked it. And then I'm totally hooked on Outer Banks. Oh my God. Okay, because I haven't started that one yet. Oh, it is a teen drama with a great mystery, and it's actually set in the Outer Banks of North Carolina, which is beautiful. Right. So another place that we can travel to well, with that's our eyes. A lot of people want to retire. Yeah. To the Outer Banks. And it follows this uh, kid, Chase, who's just adorable, while he tries to track down his father, who's gone missing on a treasure hunting um, mission with a ship that, because I guess all, all around the Outer Banks, there's a lot of shipwrecks. Uh-huh. And so, and it's about, you know, he and his three best friends and the girl from the right side of the tracks and you know, it's it's good. I think you guys. I think you both would like it. We would like that. I, just, I started. I started last night um, watching the Ricky Gervais show oh. Afterlife, mm-hmm. and it's it just got its third season, but it's it's already had two, and each season only has six episodes, and it's about him playing the. It's a dark comedy right? kind of, yeah, um, yeah. but he is the happiest man in the world living in this tiny town in England. And he had a perfect wife until his wife dies of cancer. And you know that right away. Yeah. And then how she kept making all these video audio tapes for him. Like, I know what you're going to do. You're going to be lazy. You're going to feel sorry for yourself. You're going to do this. And then, and it's his story of like, like I don't give a bleep. Yeah. It's kind of got a sweetness to it. It's very, I watched like three episodes. I'm almost, you know? Yeah. And he said that, you know, um, he did an interview with the, um, I think the rap talking about, is it hard to have your show be airing right now in the time of so much darkness kind of thing? And he says, you know, it's hard to do this anytime, but um, I, comedy's comedy. And yeah. this is what I wrote. And this is um, what he did. And he said, um, they asked him about, you know, um, your comedy is often critical of fame and people who covet it. And do you think the pandemic has accelerated your distaste for celebrity culture? Because oh, he has absolutely. spoken out and he said, I've got nothing against anyone being a celebrity or being famous. I think people are just a bit tired of being lectured. Now celebrity thinks the general public needs to see my face. They can't get to the cinnamon. I need to show them what else I can do kind of thing. Yeah. And he's made fun of them for that. But anyway, I thought I think it's kind of sweet and charming. Yeah. All right. Good. So for another another little one. You and watch- you, you watch Killing Eve. Oh yeah, the season finale is next week. That that show goes by so fast. There's only eight episodes. There's ads. I feel like each episode is only like forty minutes. I know. So it's. Do you watch it. that show, Holly? And there's don't, but and don't there's know. ads. <laughs> well, there's it, ads. I mean, it just seems like that. Sh- you know, well, the pacing is different. That's like an extra or 20 minutes less than a lot of the shows that are streaming. And they do these little things where they, it looks like the show is back on, but it's just a snippet we'll be back in 60 seconds. Yeah. But then they show a snippet yeah. of a scene before anyway. But it was it was it was pretty, pretty good. Uh, pretty good show. And the other show that everyone's discovering on Netflix is Riverdale has gotten this whole new lease on life on Riverdale because people 
People just like watching stuff on Netflix. I swear. Well, yeah. They just like, you know, they're like, I'm just going to watch it. And they don't realize that it's, you know, on a regular network. You can watch it every, right? People, it's kind of like the ability to choose if they want to binge or not. Yes. Kind of thing. And then I watched the flower competition show. Oh, yeah. um, The big flower off or something in Mm -hmm. England. I watched an episode of that this morning. That's a fun show. Yeah. Cast of fun characters from all over um, and do, asked to do outrageous floral what was that design. On? It's on Netflix. It is? Okay. I got to tell my mom. I think she would like that. It's like the it's It's fun. The yes. big flower fight. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Um, so there. There's our little TV watching. Well, and Riverdale, our Jughead and Betty may have broken up. Lily Reinhout and Cole Sprouse. Oh. Supposedly... You know, they've had a breakup before, but neither of them have confirmed it to anybody. But Page Six felt comfortable with the sourcing, and they went at, you know, those two have dated since they started filming the show in 2017. And you know who said it? Who? Skeet Ulrich, who plays Jughead's dad. He said they broke up. Was on a podcast with his wife or girlfriend, and his girlfriend said, well, they're not hanging out. You know, they're maybe... Kind of, she was the one who kind of said something like, well, I'm not sure if they're always together kind of thing. okay. And that's what kind of started this. Oh, Betty and Chuck. I know that they haven't they're been so cute together. together. Bughead. Get that's what their <laughs> nickname is, Bughead. Bughead? The two of them. They are cute. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, maybe they'll get back together again. We'll see. Yeah, you know, I mean, they are a cute couple. They're very darling, but they've been together uh, for three years. And, and she's still young. Is she like only 23 or something? She's very young. And he's like 27 or 28. He's 27 and she's 23. Yeah, and she had that small part in Hustlers. Yes. So she met when she was 20. They're very young. But, you know, they're stars. They grow up faster. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Kelly Ripa is in Mystique, the island of Mystique. That's where she That's is. That's where oh, she is. Is she hanging out with Mick Jagger? I know it. That's kind of like... Uh, That's... Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and he mentioned today that this was just an omission by she can't believe he it. He and Ryan talked all about their Emmy. No, they're not acknowledging it or anything. Nope. Okay. Yeah. And then Ryan wasn't on yesterday. I can't believe they had a show yesterday. I know. On Memorial Day. That seemed odd to me. Everybody else was having reruns. I know. She and uh, her her handsome man, Mark Consuelos, did the show uh, from the Island of Mystique, but they're still covering up the windows. And not letting us see the beautiful view from their home. At this point, that's just rude. I know. Let exactly. us see the water. Especially since we know where they are. No kidding. Yeah. Anyway, okay, listen, uh, when we come back, we are going to talk with Lori Herzl, the book editor from the Star Tribune. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're delighted. We have Lori Herzl, who's a senior editor uh, for books for the Star Tribune. Hi, Lori. Hi, Lori. Hi, Julia. Hi. How are you? Hi. Well, we're, we, we're hanging in there. We're, we were glad to <laughs> see in yesterday's paper that next weekend the Summer Books Roundup is happening in the Star Tribune. So we always yes. enjoy that. Yes, a longstanding tradition. It's been going on for many years. Okay, so you had an interesting uh, You had a, an interview with Curtis Sittenfeld um, uh, about her new book, Rodham, which is... Uh, you know, a fictional novel about Hillary Rodham Clinton. Um, did you, can you tell us what you thought of the book and if you're recommending Absolutely. it? Oh my gosh, yes. I think that Rodham, um, the title is Rodham. It is um, 
one of the hottest books of the summer already. I mean, and really, summer hasn't even started yet, but this is a book everybody is talking about, and it is it is such an entertaining read, and I had a great conversation with Curtis. She lives here in the Twin Cities now. Um, she's lived here for about 18 months, so we get to claim her as a Minnesota writer. But um, the novel is it's a re-envisioning of Hillary's life, um, the first third is it pretty much follows, you know, what really happened in her life. But it is, of course, very fictionalized. But, you know, she went to Yale and she met Bill and they fell in love and they moved to um, Arkansas. And he asks her to marry him. And then that's when everything just changes from the way her life really went. And in the novel, Sittenfeld imagines what if Hillary said no and, you know, moved back up north and forged her right. own life without Bill. So it is it is really entertaining, but it's also a very thought-provoking book as well. Very well-researched, um, even though it's all fiction. You know, there are real characters in there besides Hillary. Bill is in there, and Trump is in there, and, and there are others, too. So it's a really good read. Kind of like what she did with American Wife, which was uh, such a great book, and you Based know, on Laura Bush, Laura kind Bush, of but there was a fictional thing, yeah. and that was such a compelling novel to read. I loved that book. I did and too. The, yeah, the big difference between the two, okay, is that the character in American Wife is not named Laura Bush, and what happens in her life really does follow the trajectory of what happens in Laura Bush's life. So it's sort of like this parallel character that's mm-hmm. living Laura Bush's life. In Rodham, her life goes off in this whole other direction that Hillary's life did not go. So, you know, even though they're both political women, right. um, you know, the way that she approached each topic is is very different. So for one, she had to have a fictitious name because it does follow her life, but it's not a biography. And it's really trying to get inside her head, right. Laura Bush's head of like, what is this woman doing married to this man? And how is she kind of reconciling the decision she made to stay with him with what he's doing and how it kind of <laughs> um, doesn't really go along with her own moral code. And in Rodham, it's like, she's just having, a, she's having fun. She's making all this up. So it's fun. a great read. I think you would love it. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Curtis is a big fan of our show. <laughs> I'm just oh, teasing. Goodness. I'm just teasing. We, we've been trying to get her forever. We're working on it. We're oh, new producers. We're just fond of her because Beyond. that was their very first book Prep. that we ever had was her book yes. Prep for our book club. Oh, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So years ago. You know, she, go ahead. She's a young, young woman. I mean, she's only in her early 40s. And look at how much she has written. Right. I know it. It's amazing. But she has been so busy with this book. She's doing interviews everywhere. Yes. I'm sorry that you're not one of them, but I bet you will we be. We will be. We've got her you will be. September. Yeah, right. Oh. We've got some free time during the fair. We're going to get her. Um, okay, what else are you excited about, Lori? Well, I just want to say that some of the books that I'm going to talk about I have read, and some I am looking forward to reading. So I I won't be like an expert on all of these. And some of them are in our Sunday Roundup, which I hope everybody takes a look at. But it's a special three-page section, nothing but fiction mm-hmm. and mysteries and young adult books this Sunday. And then some of the books that I will talk about, we're going to review later on in the summer because we can't do everything at once. Right. So, How about if you highlight just, what you've what you've done? Because just for timing, what ones you've what read I, that you've loved? Okay. 
Um, Emma Donahue, The Pull of the Stars. I don't you know Emma Donahue because she wrote Room, which was that yes. great book. So she has a new book out, um, I think in July, and this is set in Dublin during the pandemic, the flu pandemic of 1918, and it just takes place over three days. And it is, it's a very strange book in that, like, not that much happens. I mean, there's not much plot, right. but it just gives you this kind of day to day that it follows the life of a nurse who works in a maternity ward for women who have the flu. And you can see the parallels. I mean, the way the book starts out, the nurse is on the bus going to work and everyone's wearing masks and there's signs everywhere saying, keep your distance. And I mean, she started this book several years ago before COVID, right. but wow. the parallels are, are really striking. So that is a, a really, really good book. Oh, that sounds um, good. It is good and, and um, really compelling. And then you guys know Mary Logue, I'm sure, yes. who lives in the Twin Cities. Um, she has written all kinds of books, mysteries and poetry and young adult and memoir. And she has a new book that I think is just out like yesterday with the uh, University of Minnesota Press. And it's the first in a series of mysteries. Um, it's called The Streel. And like first, like eight times I looked at the title, I thought it was called The Street. Right. I'm looking <laughs> because, at the cover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Streel is not a word I know, but it, it means prostitute and it's or fallen woman or, you know, it's Irish, I guess. And this is a novel about a young woman named Bridget who comes over from Ireland during the potato famine. And she gets a job working as a maid in one of the big houses um, on Summit Avenue in St. Paul. And then she goes off to South Dakota to try to find her brother. And there's a murder. And it's really fun. And the local setting is, you know, makes it even more fun. And it's the first in the series, which makes it, you know, even more fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, fun. Cool. All right. Yes, we do. Yeah. We do know who that uh, uh, writer is. How fun. Do you have yeah. one more for us? You should. Um, yeah. I okay. Can talk all day. I know. About you, these we could. Keep going. We like it. Um, you guys like J. Courtney Sullivan, I am guessing. She yes. um, has a new book called Friends and Strangers, and I've actually only read half of it, but I will finish it before too long, and we do have a review of that one coming up as well. And that's a, a novel that, it's a, it's sort of a New York novel, um, and it goes back and forth, the narrator goes back and forth between this woman who has moved from Brooklyn and to upstate New York with her husband and the other narrator is the nanny they hire and there's this oh. relationship between the two women and the things that happen and um it's 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 a good book. I mean her books are always really thoughtful and they're sort of domestic dramas. Um so I I liked that one. Yeah, we've read a couple of her books. Maine. I think Maine was yeah. the yeah. last time we had her Maine. on our show and mm -hmm. that's just she does write good epics. Oh yeah, she does. She does, and she really gets deep into this, the characters and kind of their interior lives. Um, Roddy Doyle, everybody loves Roddy Doyle, right? Uh, the Irish writer who wrote Patty Clark, ha ha ha, and he has a new book coming out uh, in the next few weeks called Love, and it is um, it's it's the story of a friendship between two guys, oh. two older guys, kind of looking back on their lives and and things that kind of went wrong between them and and uh they're not lovers they're just buddies, buddies. But, um but the word love 
as you read the book, it has a whole lot of different meanings. Oh, oh that sounds good. Thank you so Lori, much, Lori. We, we love talking to you. If you want to follow Lori on, on Twitter, go to at Strib Books. And this Sunday yes. is the big summer book roundup. Can't wait. And uh, we appreciate yep. your time. And we'll talk to you, well, we hope, soon. Thanks for having me. Okay. Okay. See you later. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.